0: There is no right time to become a mother. It just, you do it, it happens, they become part of your life, your life changes, but you're also, your focus on what is matters to you starts becoming clear. Mama!
1: Welcome to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your dreams to take on the role of mom. I'm Kelsey Smith, mom of two boys, wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about helping other moms Current and aspiring to reimagine mom life. I'm bringing you the resources, support, and relatability to debunk that limiting belief that you may have about your ability to achieve your goals while raising a human. We're covering everything from mom guilt, marriage, relationships, careers, finances, mental health, physical health you name it. Your life doesn't have to fully shift once you become a mom. You can have it all and we'll show you how. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in this week to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder to reimagine mom life and rediscover your multifaceted self. I'm Kelsey Smith, and I'm so excited that you are here. We've officially had this podcast rolling for over two months, and the feedback and takeaways that you share means so much to me and our guests. So please let us know what resonates, what you want to hear more of, and who we should have on the show next. Also, in case you're new here, I want to give a brief overview of who I am and what Mama Has Goals is, because it is so much more than a podcast. It really started after I woke up in the ER from surgery complications, and I found myself wondering what story would I leave behind if I hadn't made it through that. And while I had accomplished many goals, they felt like check boxes, and my story felt incomplete. I got busy figuring out what was next and what I was passionate about and truly who I wanted to be alongside motherhood. What I learned is I wasn't alone in this feeling. There were a lot of resources to support me and women to connect with, but it took research and it took time. I wanted to make this easier for myself and everyone else that's navigating their own identity alongside motherhood. So Mama Has Goals was born. Many moms lose themselves in motherhood. They're often not even sure when they stopped being themselves, and they don't know who they are outside of that title, mom. Here at Mama Has Goals, we help moms navigate mom guilt, find the time in their schedules, and then pursue happiness and identity outside of motherhood unapologetically, because you are so much more than that amazing but tiring title of mom in each season. Outside of this podcast, we have our free phone app where you can connect with other moms who share the same interests, age of children, or home dynamic as you. You can get free resources and support on a range of topics for you as an individual, as well as your parenting journey. And you can also tap into our free virtual calls and events. Just head to the app store, search Mama Has Goals, M-O-M-M-A Has Goals, download the app and jump right in. Here we share that not everyone navigates motherhood or life the same way, and your goals are unique to you, but we want you to feel supported and encouraged to achieve whatever it is. Sometimes that's crushing a big business launch, a new recipe, or just slowing down, which is actually exactly what we talk about in today's episode. I am so excited to bring this episode to you. Matiana Gregory is joining me today, and Matiana is the founder and CEO of Dane Vine Rentals, an event design and rental company that offers full-scale event installations, including custom photo backdrops, a full inventory of seating, and unique bar concepts. She's also a mama to two beautiful girls. She's an LA girl that is always on the forefront of what's funky and totally out of the box. A complete design daredevil who loves to challenge a client to think in color, disco balls, and all things experience. With a background in event planning and sales, Matiana created Dang Fine, bringing an LA funky style to the desert and changed the way the desert does event design. Oh, and I think I mentioned this, but she's not only a mom of two, she's a mom of two under two. I met Matiana from a mutual friend as well as seeing her work on events and stages, including the Powerhouse Women event. Seeing her create the beauty of the 2022 event just a week or so before she became a mom of two, I knew that we needed to connect. Then reconnecting at a Halloween party, I got to hear more of her story and her mama heart, as well as her entrepreneur heart. And I knew that we needed to have her on the show. We talk about college versus less traditional route, goals, when to hustle, when to slow down and be present, and living for you outside of your business or career title, and so much more. This conversation just re-inspired me so much to remind me that you can choose what you're creating at any point of your journey. And it's also okay to slow down and be family focused. You can connect with Matiana on Instagram at I am creative Matiana, as well as on her website at DangFineRentals.com, And of course, send me a message and a follow at Mama Has Goals. Now let's welcome Matiana to the show. Hello, hello, Matiana. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Every conversation that I've had with you, I've just loved. And I really just want to bring the listeners into what we were just chatting about with your morning. And all I'm going to say is you were like, boobs out, need to be in the car. So tell me a little bit about what your morning looked like, and we can get a behind the scenes of what business ownership and a mom of two under two truly looked like this morning. And then we'll dive into your story.
0: Okay. So I had like a morning meeting up in Scottsdale, and you you know, I get in the car, I have to pump. So I have my pumps on. But of course, I'm not really good at like dressing the part. So like I'm wearing a shirt that probably is not conducive to that. So I have like, boobs are out, pumps are on, I'm driving and people are looking in my window. And I just kept thinking to myself, you know what, I hope this is a good story. I hope you share this with friends. But this is what has to happen. And I'm going for it. So I went to a few meetings and had a pump on the go. And that's just the way it is, right? I love that. And just I remember so
1: much of my first year of motherhood was I did typically have it in my shirt while I was driving, but definitely driving and pumping to work. And whether you're nursing or not, just navigating all the needs of little humans alongside life. I just like the behind the scenes in the real life, because sometimes we forget that that's a part of it because no one's showing that part or talking about it. And it's like, oh, no, we're all still trying to figure out how do we find the formula during the shortage? Or how do we pump when we forgot all the things in the car? So I love that you're just making it happen and good for you. I know it can be super hard sometimes.
0: Totally. I guess the pumps I like right now are just like not conducive to in the shirt, the one that I'm just like loving. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to use it because it's, it's working for me. But yeah, it was a hilarious morning. There were some head turns and I laughed and I'm sure they did too. So
1: this isn't a pumping conversation, but I do love to give people feedback when they're listening and they're like, what is it? So will you share the name of the pump for those listening with that question? And then we'll dive in.
0: Yeah. So it's the brand's pumpables, but it's their genie and it's like tiny, but it's like the strength of a spectra, but it's this, you know, I mean, you're seeing it, but it's this small and it's the strength of a spectra. It just, but it hooks to flanges that are like connected instead of like, let's say an LV in your shirt. I have that one, but the strength isn't as good as this guy. And he's so little. And I literally wear him around my neck. <laughs>
1: I love that. That's super cool. So for those that are just listening, and it's like smaller than a water bottle, but like the a little bigger than like my palm and my hand. And fun fact is you can hook up free me cups to that and you can just put the tube into a free me cup and keep it in your shirt. That's what I always did. But Same like motherhood concept, but the first time we chatted in person, I was dressed as a tiger and you were dressed as Boo from Monsters, Inc. And we were having a moment away from our children for a Halloween party. And you shared with me your journey to entrepreneurship, and I just loved the story. And I also thought that it just gave really good perspective for parents on how to maybe navigate their idea for what their child's future looks like versus what actually plays out. So I'd love for you to walk us through where you were at at that time and how you stepped into your first version of entrepreneurship and into where you're currently at now.
0: Okay, so are you referring to jewelry by chance? Yeah, written, the jewelry oh, yeah.
1: and then the college professor. I want, to, I want to hear that story again.
0: I've always felt like everyone always told me I was so crazy. I was so crazy because I was always like navigating what I wanted based off of how it felt and what was serving me and what wasn't. And it changed a lot when I was young. So everyone's always been like, you're insane. But when I was younger, I started a jewelry line in college and it was like just random. I was really just making jewelry as gifts for friends, but it was based off of a background of a job I had in high school to learn how to make jewelry. And I was making jewelry. I ended up going one Friday to downtown LA to like sample sales. And I was wearing a piece of jewelry. And when I was in there, someone at one of the showrooms was like, oh my God, I love your jewelry. Like, what is that? And I just kind of like looked at my mom and my best friend from college. And I was like, oh, I mean, like I made this. And she was like, oh, you have a jewelry line. You know, this woman assumed I had business. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. And it's called Matiana Mitchell Designs. And I just like on a whim said that on a Friday. And then so she invited me to come back on Monday to bring my jewelry line because she thought it was cool. And she wanted me to be in her showroom. And I just remember like, thinking in that moment, like, all right, I guess I have a jewelry line. So I like went home, made a whole jewelry line over the weekend, pitched it to her on Monday, completely was so wild. And it took me on this first journey of like, learning wholesale backend, all this stuff. But it was something I didn't even see coming, but I said yes. And I went for it. I was in 35 stores. I was doing trade shows. I was going to New York. I was going to Vegas. And it was just this really crazy thing to be doing at 18, or I guess I was 19 at the time. And I started with that, but all along the while, I still needed a technically finished school in my mind. And so I decided to start going to University of Phoenix, which was like, like that more like night school rather than the traditional going to like a university after my two-year uh, stint at a City College. And I was in a finance class. And to this day, like there was a teacher that I had, Mr. Robert Risk. And he essentially, like when I would be doing things about business or whatnot, or we would be answering like little prompts. I was doing it all based off my business. And so when he saw that, he like pulled me aside one day and was just like, what do you do? And like everything. And I explained it to him and how I was traveling on the weekends and doing this. And he just pretty much asked me like, why are you going to school? And I was like, I asked myself that question every day, but my dad wants me to do this. And so I'm doing it. And he was like, I don't think you need to be going to college. Like, and I was like okay, I'd love for you to tell my dad. So in the middle of class, we got the phone out. He called my dad, said, I don't see why she's here. She, if I'm just letting you know, from a standpoint of a finance professor, she's not a girl who goes and gets her degree to do what she does. Like she can do life. And it was just really cool. And my dad was like, if, that's how you feel like you can quit. Sure enough, I never went back. And that's kind of like what led me to a wild journey that turned into trade show booths, to designing booths, to planning events, to spiraling into now being an event designer with a rental line that obviously is what I get to do is the design part of events and backdrop. So that's kind of like the fast version of how I got to where I am right now.
1: Yeah. And I just love every part of that story. But I think it's so easy for parents to have one lens that they see their children through, or they want the best for them. Like the intention is typically really good. They really want this like really successful life for their kids. And they're just teaching what they know. But then when there's this new way for them to excel, it can be hard to kind of sign off on that. And I just love the story of your professor coming in and you taking action on that. And obviously it's worked out really well and paid off and everything worked out the way it was supposed to. Now you were successful in your business prior to having children in your new business, your events business. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about some of the hurdles that came transitioning from full-time business owner to now business owner and mom.
0: It's interesting because I'd say across the nation, I'm friends with everyone, friends with like pretty much all the big companies that do somewhat of the rental company side of what I do. Because what we do at Ding Fine is like rentals, production, backdrops, installs, which is not what everyone in the rental space does. However, across the nation in rentals, it's a lot of us women. When we go to conferences, like 90% of the room is all women owned businesses that own rental companies throughout the nation to serve weddings and events. I'd say your boutique rentals. What was different about me is everyone that are my peers, they had children then started these businesses. I, on the other hand, started my business. It has excelled quickly, but I started by having children into that. And it's just interesting because when I've been running at the speed of light since I've been like born, i am always been chasing after these things and I've been going after so much and I mean, children in the best way, but then the most scary way has halted a lot of like the running, right? Like now a part of me has to be present, remind myself that I'm raising people and they're not small for long. And like still while manifesting and building on this first baby that I built was just a business, but it just came with its challenges. It still does because now I have, you know, two under two, but the nice thing is, is I've, It's taken me, obviously, I haven't been at this for very long, but it's taken me a while to just know that I have to have support systems. Like, I have to have a babysitter. I have to have the support of my family. I have to lean on my husband. I have to, you know, my employees, not to mention I have the most amazing team. So, like, my team is important because when I'm not being able to be where I need to be, in a sense, at that time, the teams that are in play have to be able to, like, keep those parts going, and just reminding myself too, because I'm such an ambitious person that I was always trying to be on the go. I mean, before children, I would get to the office at eight in the morning and I'd leave at six. Like I would try to stay all day. It wouldn't really didn't bother me to not show up at home till nine o'clock some nights, but it's just not what I do now. Right. So I'm present for children and I try to, you know, be able to be off some days or get home early or still be able to have half the day where I am with them. So it's just an interesting time to try to split myself into the two roles that I value and to make sure that I'm giving the right amount of those roles what I need to to also feel good to myself like to be true to where I am at now and yeah I think it's a daily struggle it's I I sometimes think to myself like full stay-at-home moms are definitely superheroes because it's a really hard job. I feel suffocated sometimes when I'm doing just that role, but also because I don't think my mind ever turns off on the role that I have responsibilities for somewhere else. So yeah, it's an interesting struggle. I definitely have my ups and downs, my moments where I think I'm killing it with moments. I think that it's all falling apart, very human, you know, but it's an interesting transition at this time.
1: Yeah. Well, I can say from the sidelines, it looks like you're crushing it in both roles. And definitely your business is doing some amazing things as well. For the mom that, or the aspiring mom is part of our community that we want to talk to people that are thinking about, is this right for them? So I'd love your advice for someone that's currently in that role. They've maybe hit some career goals or business goals. They're really kind of hustling in that mode. And they're like, huh, maybe it's time for me to step into motherhood how did you first kind of allow yourself to play with that decision and be able to take action on it and transition throughout that period of time to be able to take a version of a break? I know at least for your second, you were setting up a stage like what was that 72 hours before the delivery of this one. So I definitely know that break is maybe kind of transfers up and down with you. But what is some of the advice you would have for someone looking to make that transition?
0: Yeah, I think that one, the biggest thing is before we had children, I knew I always wanted to be a mother, but I never felt like it was the right time. Like we were always like, oh, big events and my husband's job and our careers and our careers were really a heavy focus for us in the beginning. And so, you know, I just remember like we talked about it often, but we never committed to it. And finally, one day I was just like, we both agreed like this, there's never going to be the right time like we're always going to have these goals that we're going after and like our children are just going to have to come and then just be a part of this. So I will say that I oftentimes have a couple people that are in this space that are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're a mom. Like, how do you do it all?" And I've, I I I want to have kids. I just don't want the right time. Is. So the reality is there is no right time to become a mother. It just you do it, it happens, they become part of your life, your life changes, but you're also your focus on what is matters to you starts becoming clear as far as it goes for someone who is like a mom currently, but maybe has like mom goals. It's like, if you have that small or very loud voice in your head, that's telling you that there's more that you want to do. I think the biggest thing is you have to do it. I did have a coffee meeting this morning with a very, very, very successful mom who is a business owner in a completely different realm. I do events for her. However, it was just interesting to me because we all make it work. Like you just do, you know, you, 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 but you can't forget those voices telling you that you want to do something or be a part of something or go after it. And I think that the biggest thing for me right now is obviously I'm in motherhood and businesshood, but above all, you have to go after the things that feel good to you. So whether that's Signing up for a group or some kind of challenge or going to a conference or going to a retreat or doing something that is calling to you, whether you know the reason behind why you're doing it, I say you have to do it. Because last night, like I attended something that just was super random out of character for me, had nothing to do with networking, which was something huge. Uh, This year, I'm trying to show up as me, not dang fine. And I want to like meet people in that authentic way of like who I am, mom, business owner, but not necessarily Dang Fine's owner. Whether that makes sense or not, I just find that like I've been losing myself in just the shiny part of Dang Fine. And I'm, I'm also Matiana. So I, I wanted to show up to an event where really no one knew what I did. And I signed up for something extremely random. And I went all by myself and told no one. And I had the best time ever because it was just like meeting people, connections and stuff. And it wasn't selling networking or anything. So I think that like, the biggest advice I'd give to people is do whatever's calling to you because you don't know where it leads you, right? Like you don't ever know where these small voices or loud voices are calling you to be, but you have to go after them and get the babysitter, tell your mom to watch the kids, you know, and just make it happen because that's the biggest thing for me. I'll find reasons these days where I'm like, okay, my sitter's not available. My mom's busy and my husband's busy. I'm going to have to miss out on this. but I'm like, if it's important to you, make it happen. Cause you're still you, even
1: with your kids. Gosh, so many goodies in there, but it did bring up something for me of, you found this thing that you went and did last night. And so often what I hear from our community is they're maybe in a state where they don't even know where to find that thing and how to do the research or anything like that. So I would love to know, how do you prioritize one, even finding that thing? And how do you also prioritize outside of that thing, just your own mental and physical well-being and growth? Because I can tell growth is such a pivotal like value of yours. So how do you navigate that alongside a growing company and a growing family, but really growing, like you said, Matiana on the side?
0: I come back to this often because sometimes I get lost, but like if you manifest what you want and you talk about it, it happens. And as like, we all hear that, we do. But has anyone like truly ever just started to notice, right? Like, it's like, I can't even explain it. I had a coffee date with someone who's huge this morning. And I spoke about her a week and a half ago with my dad. I said, you know, I haven't talked to this one client in a long time. But I feel like we might need to connect or it's happening soon. And I kept talking about it. And she texted me a week later. Yesterday, I, or on Monday, I mentioned to my team, X, Y, and Z planner is gonna need something from us because I just slayed something for her and I know something big else is coming. Four hours later, she texted me. I don't know why that's happening right now, but I've, I I have didn't start the new year this way. I don't like the new year thing. The new year thing kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's just like, sometimes you're in periods of your life where you start to feel a little lost and you can, I like to take my pity party moment have my five-minute cry, and then get back up. I don't allow myself too much like hide in your bed. I mean, now with kids, you can't even do that. But previous to children, my pattern would be like watch a whole bunch of Netflix shows, hide in my room, and not try to be Miss staying Fine for a week or not even a day. But at the same time, like my – I never let myself go there. Like I'm like you have your five-minute pity party, and then you get up and you either – maybe you go to the gym. I mean, you know, everyone – I don't really love to do that, but like sometimes you just need to – put your AirPods on, walk, 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 clear your head and get like a new fresh of what you want. And not in a new year sense, but that's kind of where I was at the end of the holidays being like, God, I'm, I'm enjoying this really yummy time with my children. And I'm enjoying this. And I know like, damn, the new year's coming and everyone's talking about it. And I know I'm supposed to just always be hitting the ground running with these big dreams and big ideas. Sometimes I don't want to. And I just realized that like, sometimes you just have to step into like, Clearing your head, clearing your space and manifesting like, what is it that you want right now? Whether it makes sense with your business or with your motherhood, what is the one thing calling to you? And then just like talk about it a few times, mention it to your husband. I mentioned a few things to my husband lately and then all of a sudden they were starting to come true and he's like, well, that's weird. And I was like, no, you have to say that shit out loud of what you want and not necessarily has to have a reason for why you want it, but it'll come. Things will come or opportunities will arise.
1: I love that. That is so good. And I think that's truly, so I think of that to myself as like getting curious, right? And asking myself questions. But I love that what you're laying on top of that is like, okay, once you've started asking those questions to yourself and then you say it out loud. So let's say you're like, you know, what would I enjoy doing? What type of group would be different than networking that I would like? And then you start to identify what that could be. And then you say, man, I hope I find a group like this, or I hope I find an opportunity to connect with this type of person, or I'm looking for an opportunity for this. And saying that out loud is then where that manifestation comes into play after the curiosity. So I love that.
0: It's just, it's really not that complicated. We just complicate it, it. And we complicate it, but also too, having friends, Okay, everyone can have friends, but you have to have friends that you are so honest with. I think that's like a huge part of like today's day and age. Like, of course, we all have different friends, a friend that's good for a coffee, date, a friend that's good for a child mother hangout, a friend that's good for venting about this. But I find value the most, not the most, but like I have like a specific amount of friends that know everything, the real, the raw, when it's not dang fine, when things are hitting the fan, when I'm not proud of something I've said or done, whether it's husband related or whatever. But you have to have your raw, raw people who know you, not your shiny you, not your best version of you, but your you. And I oftentimes will like pick up the phone and like call those people and say, okay, This is how I'm feeling lately, but I'm also at fault for that. And what I really want is this. And I always call the same like three friends to tell them what I want. Some of them don't even get it. They're not entrepreneurs. Some of them are just moms. Some of them, they don't have to understand, but you always like say like that raw thing. And I find that the manifestation comes the best when you're being the most honest, even if it's not pretty. And you have to have those people that understand you that can even listen to that and be like, you know what? I like that for you. I can't wait to see that happen. Sure enough, I like manifest something, call that girl back in three days. And she's like, you know, we knew that was going to happen or whatever. But I think that's a huge part of really asking for what you want to receive, but asking for it really honestly.
1: Yeah. What about those times that you ask for something and you receive it different than you thought you would, but Mm -hmm. it's still what you needed?
0: that's like the beauty of it. Like the whole point is you're not asking for the exact thing that you think you're asking for what you think you want. You're receiving what you're supposed to be getting and you're doing with that and creating something from it. Right. So like this week has come with an extreme amount of this manifestation stuff, which is so funny. Cause then I'm at this event last night and we were partnered up with different strangers. And I've never met this girl. And she starts diving into a podcast about manifestation and the word manifestation keeps coming up this week. And I was just like, it's so funny because I'm not fully always in that like place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not all there, but I like to tap into there. And she was just saying a podcast. And I realized to myself, I mean, I was like funny, I'm getting interviewed on a podcast tomorrow, but I realized I shut off podcasts for a while because I tend to turn on podcasts and I podcast business podcasts telling me I the hustle, the this, the going after. And it starts to get me anxious because sometimes you just want to do what you're doing and not feel like you need to be doing more. And I'll find myself putting on podcasts that make me feel that way instead of feel a different way. And when she said manifestation, and then I was like, okay, in a mom podcast, like today, I was like, you know what? They're just I got to change my genre and get back on podcast because like you just need to find things that inspire something in you, but not necessarily tell you you're not doing enough, even though it's just the voice in your head saying that, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's tricky. I mean, it's no different than like mom guilt. There's these tricky little things that come in and kind of subconsciously are training you to think differently and kind of down yourself when really it should be lifting you up. So I love that. I can't wait to hear which ones you resonate with. So with that, whether it's the more woo practices of manifestation or just setting some time aside to to or to not listen to podcasts or show up in these different roles, what does kind of a day in the life look like? Do you have any routines or non-negotiables that come to your schedule and really flowing? And I know you're in the thick of it right now. So this probably looks a little different than it did prior to kids and maybe even before your second But is there anything still, even in this thick moment that you're currently having, which I think you're navigating so well, but I just know with having two myself, both similar in age, a little bit farther apart, there's only so many things that become non-negotiables. But is there anything for you that you're like, yep, this is my for sure. And maybe it's not even daily,
0: but weekly. Okay, so I really have found this time I'm not in a routine. And I think that I've noticed lately that the lack there of a routine has made me feel a little like outside my body uncontrolled. And so, yes, there's, of course, routines for the kids, Like like whether it's me, the babysitter, whoever, they're putting, and there's a nap schedule. There's a feeding schedule. There is that. But I used to have a little bit more structure on how I like make sure you tackle this in the morning before you even start this. I used to have a little bit more of that, but I feel like since like some kid's gonna start waking up at a certain time, this, that, whatever, oh, you know, hitting the fan. Oh, today we're just gonna have oatmeal. It's been a little off. I find, and this is like random, but I find that if I can center myself every weekend and start at the farmer's market, it sets my tone, but I also have to let go of, that sometimes, like last weekend, I hysterically cried on Saturday because no, ch- there was a blood diaper, grinding getting in the car, we're back in the house, then the other one, and then we're having a fit. And then we're like creeping up on nap time because it's taken us so long to leave the house that I really just had to throw up my hands and be like, we're not going to make it to the farmer's market. And it's okay. Because even though in my head, I've told myself, like, this is how I set the week. I like to do this with them. It was more like, Are they going to be bothered that we didn't make it there? Or is it just going to be me? And do I have to just reset? Let's all take a nap and let's just start again for the rest of the day. Thankfully, in that fit, I was hysterically crying on the phone to my mother. And she came over because she, as a mom, will come save this mom. And she ended up being like, I'm going to take the toddler. And me and the toddler are going to go on an adventure. And you just enjoy your day with the baby. Because it's also hard too, right? With two, this small to fully enjoy both of them individually. And so it's nice. And after that happened, I was like, maybe my intention is just spending specific time individually with them instead of trying to make both of them participate in what I want to do. And so last weekend, I set the intention that I need to pick specific times and activities that I'm just with one of them so I could fully enjoy it because like you know baby wants to be talking and playing on the floor whereas the toddler wants to be running after the dog or going on an ice cream date so we just have to separate it but yeah I'm not in a routine right now I'm kind of running but I feel like I have intentionally tried to like take a little like maybe like 30 minutes to walk or work out and like trying to trickle a soft schedule that I'm willing to be flexible on because isn't that motherhood? Like if you're, that's one thing I, I find as though my husband's extremely like, he has to do this and then he has to do that. And if his schedule gets knocked off the world and I'm like, Oh, kids don't work that way. So I never put myself in a schedule like that, but I'm implementing things that I'd like to try to touch base on two to three times a week. And if I make it, then it feels good.
1: Yeah, I love that. I'm a big soft scheduler too. And I always tell myself that it's like the 80% rule. If I can make whatever it is that I'm trying to have happen, whether it's like wake up to the sink empty in the kitchen or go to the farmer's market or anything else, like if it happens 80% of the time, I'm crushing it. And that's just like what I like to think of myself because I don't think 100% is like realistic for things like that. At least it's not in the way that I want to live my life. And I see it as detrimental when I do do that. And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying is you're in this season of no routine. And that's actually beautiful. Like I've had seasons of that myself where I'm like, okay, the routine is no routine. Like we figure out how do we feel today? What makes sense for today? And when we were living in an Airbnb in Arizona for a little bit, we had some of that too. I was actually on a walk with a friend and she has created a very successful business. And she was like, what's your morning routine look like? And I was like, we're living in an Airbnb with like two little kids. Like I am starting a business. Some days my routine looks like this and some days it looks like this, but I have a couple of boxes I like to check that I know make me feel good. And that's what I'm focusing on Now, I think that there's a lot of beauty in morning routines, too. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need a morning routine. That's the only way my kids and I function. That's great for you. But I think there's seasons and there's seasons where it looks a little more structured, maybe like your husband, Matiana, and maybe a little less structured. And you're figuring out what that looks like. Also, the other point you made about spending time alone with your kids, I have heard so much about that. And that's something we've implemented this year as well, is figuring out how do you get like mommy only time, daddy only time, how do you get time with mom and dad alone? And what does that look like? And it can be really hard to fit that in. But I think just being aware of it and trying to navigate those different, like ways of interacting with your kids is so important. So I'm just love hearing that you're doing that too. I haven't got it all figured out myself, but it is something that we try to do and get aware of. So I
0: love that. Yeah, and the biggest thing too about routines is like, yeah, you do hear like a lot of times, especially on a podcast or this, like if I don't have my hot tea with my lemon, am I this to start my day or chill? Everyone will like have a different routine. I do greatly think that sometimes in the seasons of my life where those have been my routines, it did serve me well. But I also know that if I do unrealistic expectations of routines with children and running out the door and the fact that that morning might not go my way, it just adds an added pressure and it starts your day in an opposite note than what the routine was meant to do. So like the flexibility is like what sets me up for knowing that it's still potential to have just like that great start to the day, whether that looks like, we threw our breakfast on the floor and we were mad or there was a temper tantrum at the sink brushing our teeth or whatever. I just know that I can keep, I reset often all morning with, I mean with, with a toddler. All I do is reset every morning. I'm like, Okay. We're not starting our day with this. We're going to, we're going to find a different way to be happy.
1: And I love that you also brought up help, because as you're bringing this up, again, I'm thinking like, gosh, I know for myself and our community members, sometimes that can be so hard and not even just with littles, because I've noticed also with the older kids, like they're navigating a lot. There's a lot of high emotions, a lot of things going on, navigating from tween to teens and really just figuring out who you are in this world. And they can say some mean things sometimes that can really make it hard to shift your day. So is there any practice other than just like speaking to yourself that does help you do kind of those resets?
0: I mean, it's definitely a speaking to myself thing. But sometimes like, I, just like I feel like I need a moment to myself. I have a very big personality child. She's the first born child of two firstborn children. So like, it's a lot of energy right there. And she's a Scorpio like I am. So I often seriously just remove her from the situation and go sit her somewhere. So it's not a timeout, but she just needs to start a refresh. And she always walks back in like kind of new, kind of psychotically happy at that point. And like, you are unstable. (laughs) You are unstable. (laughs) But I think that sometimes it's just that like taking those five minutes to walk away, figure it out, reset and go back into the day. Because, you know, there's quite a, there's not enough hours in the day, but there are a few. And like to like, just, I don't like tossing a whole day up to being like, this is a wreck, you know? So it's just important to kind of also like, I, I often also, I mean, speaking to a toddler, but I'd assume speaking to any older child too, it's just like having a conversation. Like I have a full conversation with a toddler and tell her you're fine. Let's take a deep breath the whole nine, because I'm like, everyone needs that reset. And for her, obviously she's hard at managing her emotions. She's tiny, but like everyone needs a little help in that sometimes.
1: Yeah. And we also call that like alone time for our toddlers who just turned four and say like, hey, do you need some alone time? Sometimes it's asked, sometimes it's forced that we need some (laughs) alone time. But I know as a busy person myself and very goal oriented, and I'm sure you can resonate, I didn't prioritize my own mental space or alone time enough until I became a mom. I was just kind of like, go, go, go. Here's what we need to do. And I've noticed how necessary that is for me as a mom, whether it's a longer shower than I would normally take or a walk around the house in a circle or anything just kind of, I know many moms can resonate with sitting in their car a little bit longer (laughs) when they get home. And I don't think that's a negative thing. I've seen some things on the internet that are like, oh gosh, moms are so burnt out and overwhelmed. They're just sitting in their car on their phones. I actually want to normalize that being a good thing. Like wherever you need to get your space to really just like sit for a little bit, I want that for you. Like text whoever's in your house and be like, hey, if you hear me, I'm in, in the driveway, but I need 10 minutes. I'll be in in a little bit. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, I love it. I find myself a lot of the times like taking that extra minute, even parking at work. Sometimes I sit in my car and like have minutes before I enter the building. Cause it's like, you know, once you enter that space, someone needs you, something will be needed of you. Or there will be something that you need to be doing. Whether you really need to be doing it or you think you need to be doing it, you will find moms are always, you know, superheroes in a sense. We're we're needed somewhere, we're doing something, we're not often sitting down for ourselves. So I say you sit in that car for as long as you need, you drive around the block a little, you take the fast long way home, whatever it needs. Cause I'm big on that. And I and it's funny because I'm the same way before children. Like I never valued the I didn't really prioritize alone time. I never slept in. I was so annoying. I think back to her and she's so annoying. I'm like, just sleep. Take like a, like a little, and when I say sleep in, like, I'm like, just sleep till eight. Like I would wake up at six 30 in the morning, no children, like spring awake. The day is started. My husband's like, can you please sleep? Like he can sleep until like 11. He's one of those. But like me, I'm like, the day is started. We need to be doing things. I'm going to Home Depot. Like I always found like a value in running at the speed of light for whatever reason. And now that I have children, I'm like, "Uh, I would like to tell the girl previous to children that you should have slept in because you'll never sleep in again unless you're on a vacation away from them. And it would have been nice maybe if you had just laid in your bed and chilled out. Because, yeah, I just never did that. And I mean, even back to like high school, like on a Saturday, I'm the oldest of three girls and my sisters would be like, if you come in our room before 9 a.m. on Saturday, we're going to lose our minds. Because my sisters could sleep till like noon and love to sleep or just be on their phone, like be in their bed, and I would literally wait at the door at eight fifty nine and walk in, being like, "The day has started. We have things to do. Get out of bed." And my sisters were like, well, "You're so annoying." I'm like, "Me and Dad have been to Home Depot. We've been we've been going places. Where are you guys doing? Sleeping?" And now they laugh because as a mother, they're like, "You'll never sleep again." I'm like, "Yeah."
1: And I think there's such a balance, right? Like I think back to seasons of my life where I did sleep in and it was actually not because I loved laying in bed and was tired. I was actually like navigating depression. And so there's like unhealthiness of that and being able to like get out of bed and truly like the day has started, get up and get moving. Now on the flip side of that as a parent and someone that's healed from that is I do love, we have I would say maybe like one Sunday a month or so where we will all cuddle up in our bed in the morning if the kids wake up early and either like just hang out for a little bit or we'll watch a show if like where we're living has a TV in the room. But allowing some time to just kind of relax and chill. And I don't think that has to be in your bed per se, but like allowing some down time in your life, like you said, whether it's in the car, yeah, without plans. And as a family, as an individual, all of those things to just figure out what that means and not having to go somewhere all the time or get up. But I don't think that most people would advocate that unless you're like healing from something mentally, physically in your body, that you should probably lay in bed on a regular basis till noon. I think most people would tell you that it's good to like get up and do something, but it could be relaxing in figuring out what relaxation looks like for you.
0: Yeah, we definitely have shifted gears where like, you know with children like there's a lot of no's that i say because i don't really usually i used to make plans i used to be on time i used to always make sure that you know we were saying yes and then following through and i understand any one of my mom friends even more now that I have children being like, sometimes I'm just like not going to make it. And sometimes the day didn't go that way. So like, I definitely say no more and commit less because I don't know what that weekend will serve or what our needs will be. You know, if I commit too many weekends out, it's like, what if we're burnt out? We just want to spend the weekend doing us, you know? So I'm definitely in this like soft committing place. And then we just assess how we feel, but I'm always honest about it. And so I think that's huge. Just like with children, sometimes you just need to realize that like what you need is to be at home and to relax and to chill out or the Postmates and just like let everyone be at ease rather than trying to run to everything, every birthday party, every whatnot. Oh, and we missed a nap and this and, you know, it does. You don't have to be everywhere at once. You don't have to do it all every time.
1: I saw something a couple months ago and it said something like just because you have room in your calendar doesn't mean when someone texts you and says, hey, are you available? You should say yes. And I think that that is so important because I definitely am guilty of that. Like if I can fit something in, I'm going to typically. I've definitely come a long way over the last year, but you do not have to just put something on your calendar because there's physically nothing else there in your calendar. And I definitely need that reminder. So I love that. I would love to know with that becoming a mom, having your business and just life in general, like whether it's friends or family, do you have any like hard boundaries? Or are there things that you've been that you've needed to set or conversations you've needed to have, whether it's on scheduling time or really anything else? Like one big topic that we had on a boundary conversation that we had previously was like, Allowing people to understand that sometimes parents don't want their kids to have to give hugs to people. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's setting something in your calendar. But is there a boundary you've had to set that's been kind of difficult that you really stand behind?
0: I think there's definitely been things that, especially when you first have a kid, right? Like you first have a baby and you'll hear people be like wanting to visit or this. And I think that the hugest thing is like, Baby number one, everyone wants to visit. Baby number two comes along. Everyone's like, oh, we'll make it when we can. But, you know, I always tell, like, because I have, like, girlfriends that just had a baby last week or something. And, like, she's like, did you want to come over? Like, everyone's been coming over. Do you want all these people coming over? Do you even want me coming over? Because, like, in that beginning, like, you don't need to, like, do that. And I've just been trying to remind people of setting boundaries. And for me, reality is, is my boundaries are... There are certain people that I only like to visit for a specific amount of time. People are welcome to stay at my house that are related to us in like a distance, but I don't want you there for a long time because that's not good for us. The energy's bad, right? So I definitely am very, very clear. Me and my husband are clear with who, what, when, or how. And also like when we've realized like, okay, like this visitor, it's always best for you when this visitor comes to town for two days max, but anything a lot more than that doesn't fly with my husband as much. So like, there's just that, like being honest with those things and also with children too, expectations for visitors, right? So like I have a lot of visitors that are coming and they have children, so they get it. But if I have someone who doesn't have a child, be like, Hey, listen, like these are our rough plans. Brian's going to watch these kids at this time. So we can definitely make this plan be what we do. Right. But also some of this is go with the flow because I have kids and I don't want to sign up for a whole bunch. And then it'd be an expectation that was like unfortunate that we didn't make it that. So as long as like that, that's my biggest thing is being really honest with where I'm at and what I'm able to fully commit to, not commit to with visitors or people or friends or anything, which previous to kids, I didn't really understand about my friends with kids. Right. So I just remember once I had the first one, I was like, I get it now. Okay. I get it now.
1: Well, and one thing that I've noticed as like a younger parent is I feel like we're doing a better job talking about it. Like, hey, the reason I may not come to this is because of this, or the reason our plans may change is because of this. Where I feel like prior to having kids myself, I didn't necessarily I watched kids a lot growing up, so I had an idea, but I didn't feel like I heard parents talk about like, hey, this will be hard for me because can we maybe do this instead? Or this would be difficult where I just I think we're doing a better job just kind of normalizing life alongside parenting instead of just like disappearing. I feel like for so many moms that would step into motherhood and maybe had friends that didn't take that path, that was just kind of the end of their friendship for in many ways where it's really like now being like, hey, I want to keep our friendship. But like I one of the things I do with my friends is I'm like, why don't we go for a walk? Because my kid is in a stroller and I don't have to like navigate them the same way. And we can walk and talk and I'm going to be way less disrupted. So allowing different ways to just navigate friendship alongside parenting.
0: Totally. That is huge. And that's always them in the stroller for things to see and snacks in that snack tray. Usually is a good time for everyone to be able to have peace. Uh, Conversation and movement. Movement.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And for older kids, you know, something I've heard a lot lately is figuring out what the kids can pick that you can like just kind of walk around and go with. So whether it's like going to, you know, a movie and the kid goes to the movie and you meet a friend in the lobby or whatever it is, that's like a little bit ways for you to navigate things alongside that. But just being really curious, coming back to our conversation before, how can you make it work and how can you shift things around?
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, as they grow, I mean, right now I'm also like fronted. I mean, I have some friends that don't have children. I mean, me and you know, similar people are like, you know, and it's like, it's nice because I think that if you're really honest and people, and they're your friends, like they're meeting you where you're at if they want to spend the time with you. Right. And like, I find that a lot. And right now in my life, like I don't have anyone that I can't hang with because they don't get it. Like, it's nice. I'm, I've got a good solid group of friends and awesome people around me that get it. And we all have relationships based off of like, where we know we're all at. So that's always good because I, I do know friends that have like a, a friend breakup because it's just like not working at the time. And I'm not in that stage right now. I'm not having growing pains of losing friends, but it comes, seasons come and people have different directions on where their life takes them or what is working for them. And what's not currently, I'm just not in that spot, but it's, it's definitely something that is important to like always have the friends around you that are meeting you where you're at and keeping your relationship. Going where you're at. Like I have a best friend that lives. A lot of my best friends from college live in other states. So like ours are phone friendships at this point. Like we keep connected. We don't have to talk every day, but we talk every couple of weeks. And when we do, we pick it up where we left. But they know that if I'm probably giving them a call, it's on the way home from work to home or somewhere where not a kid's crying in the back seat. And they also know when the I open that driveway door, they're like, "Yep, yeah, I heard the the garage door open. I'll talk to you later. Your kid's gonna be." pining for you when you walk in. I was like, for sure, I'll call you next time I'm having my space to have this conversation. So it's nice because as long as everyone kind of is transparent, it's it's a good season to have the friends that get it.
1: Yeah. And I think that really is where we kicked off, which is communication and navigating like what you want and seeking for that and then communicating what you need and receiving that support. So I absolutely love that. I know you're in an interesting season right now with your goals in the sense that you're like, you know what, I'm not like buying into the new year, new me. I'm just focusing on like what I'm showing up as right now. But what is there anything that you've identified for yourself that you're willing to share of what the future looks like and how you're navigating certain goals alongside two little ones and your business, is there anything we can kind of root you on about anything that you're like, this is really what I'm manifesting and moving towards that we can celebrate with you? Or are you like, I'm just loving navigating where I'm at and mom life?
0: I think the biggest thing right now is, as I said, like I have a babysitter to help with the kids. I have this. Well, I'm hiring onto the business more people on a management team so that they have a solid like we have a solid team that I don't always have to be for, you know, I want everyone in my business to be so especially because we have such great projects coming in and I do take projects, but when I'm not necessarily there every day, I want there to be a supportive team that can flow together. And so that's huge. We've been hiring on like a, a warehouse manager and just different things. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at in my life is to set up more people in places so that I don't always have to feel like I have to be hundred percent here, or hundred percent there. And that's where I'm at this year is more just like getting the support system down so that all avenues can thrive. Motherhood, that can thrive. Uh, the business can thrive. Because the thing is, is the opportunities are flying in the door. But if the opportunities take, my opportunities are not set up on the business side, to, then they keep taking away from my kids' side. That's where I start to struggle because I can't be out places at once. So I am hiring, at uh, dang fine. And we're also fine tuning on the events that we want to be a part of. You know, I started in weddings. I started in small events for like private clients. And we're just, we're moving in different directions. You know, we're we're mainly on conferences, empowerment leadership things. We do stages, we do corporate, we do branding. We go to festivals with liquor brands. Like right now, my big focus is brands and establishing, you know, our presence as a production design house for bigger clients, serving fewer and bigger clients rather than more and smaller. You know, it's taking me away from those small weddings. Our our minimums have changed. And that's just the part of the place that we're in is we're getting a little bit more expensive and seclusive so that we could just serve bigger clients and less of them so that we can kind of, you know, grow, but also grow in a way that's not taking time always yeah, I think that's like kind of where I'm at. It's been, it's, it takes risk, right? It takes like, I could be turning away clients. I'm turning away. I'm, I'm, I'm weeding myself out of a category that I've always been a part of, but in the end, it'll be a betterment to the business, the growth in my family. So that's where I'm at. It's not necessarily a new year goal. It's just building relationships with people who bring us bigger contracts. And that's, more we're focusing on because we're also really good at serving those people, and we want to put a little bit more eggs in that basket.
1: That's awesome. And so, for those that are listening, how can we support you? Where can we find you? Should they contact you for all types of events still? And how can they do that?
0: As far as it goes, as a mother, I'm showing up as I am Creative Montiana on Instagram, and that's just me as a person, what I'm doing, the crazy life I'm leading, a little bit of uh, event designer, but a lot of bit of messy mom. I'm pretty sure one of my first pictures on there is me with pumps in the middle of my warehouse and that's just the wire my life looks like right now and then my business is dang fine rentals on Instagram and yeah we serve I mean we do we serve all sorts of events whether we're physically the ones that we're coming to bring it to you or you're picking up elements and creating with our stuff but we do everything from like birthday parties to bachelorettes to installations to do you have a company party? Do you have installs? Uh, Are you doing a speaker conference? Do you need a stage that represents you and your brand? So we kind of have like a really wide range, but looking at our Instagram is a really great place to start as well as our website is super amazing. And our branding is so fun um, and inviting. So I think that that's the biggest thing is dang fine is dang fine. And it's inviting to all people who have a need for something to be an experience. Are you throwing an experience for people, whether it's a wedding to a corporate event, we're we're the people to call.
1: I love that so much. And everything I've seen you put together, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is event design at a whole new level. It looks so good. So happy that we've connected. But overall, just thank you so much for being here, Matiana, from your vulnerable conversations, the real honesty and truth to also your ambition and goal setting and what you've already achieved. You're such an inspiration in motherhood and business and everything outside of it. So thank you so much for being here. Mamas, if you love this episode, please follow Mama Has Goals on Apple Podcasts so you always know when I drop a new episode. And most important, please leave a five-star review sharing your favorite takeaway and tag Matiana and I so that we can say hello. See you next time.